Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Uh, I want to begin by apologizing for today. I came home this morning to find the construction guys in my house. Apparently, we're redoing the floors upstairs. So um, there's some noise taking place right above me. So if you hear the background noise, I am I apologize. This is just, I guess, the challenges of doing a daily show. Sometimes the world goes on around you. So I hope that we're able to still hear what I'm doing. And if it's super loud, let me know. And we'll just do the best that we can today. And then we'll figure out another time to make it up. Before we begin, I want to just... Uh, Give a special shout out to Deborah Cohen on her birthday. Happy birthday. We've been speaking yesterday about this idea of humility. And I want to really delve into it with you to understand what it is. We make a mistake in thinking that humility is meekness. And the reason why that is such a big problem is because when we see people doing great things, we see people taking on big responsibilities, going up against big problems. When we watch people step up in pressured situations, we assume that they must not be humble. Like when you think that humility is weakness, then the people that are acting with strength and courage clearly are not humble because how could they be? Look how strong they're acting. Look how big they're being. Look how they're able to overcome challenge so much. So me, a regular person, I don't have that in me. And we think the gene, the, the trait that we need to go use is somehow separate from humility. I saw this all the time growing up in my beginning of my work life. When you look at the guys that are out there running trials or running negotiations or stepping up beyond themselves, especially if you're working in corporate law, a lot of times you're running a deal and you're dictating and leading people that are 10, 20, 30 years older than you. They just don't know the law. And the people that I look up, looked up to and respected, I, they appeared to me as if the reason why they were so successful was because they were self-sure of themselves. They were arrogant. They weren't humble people. Many of them weren't humble people. I knew them. And when we look around at the world and we see people that have achieved things in life, it's easy for us to think that part of the reason for their success is their lack of humility. I got this. And then, like, then, then the media sort of plays it out, right? Like you see characters in front of your eyes and they're not humble people they're arrogant self-sured they step on people and like then you then you hear the following line which is like i think the worst expression ever we should make a list maybe we will make a list of what i think are the worst maxims ever on the top of that list is nice guys finish last i hate that nice guys finish last the other one is, you know, the other one that I hate is a good deed never goes unpunished. You know this one? Ridiculous. It's like frustrated people that make up these terrible maxims that hurt 
our minds. I think they're the same crew that made up like lullabies. You ever you listen to a lullaby? The goal of a lullaby is to, you know, let let a child drift off into safe and security. You ever listen? You ever hear the lyrics of a lullaby? Rock a bye baby on a treetop. Imagine rock a bye baby on like the kids like what? You put me on a tree? When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. Kids like, Ma, you're putting me on a on a on top of a tree on a windy day. When the bough breaks, the cradle will fall. And down will come cradle, baby and all, baby cradle and all. Kids like, are you even my mom? Like, can you imagine? Like, who made up the lyrics of a lullaby? Like, what were they all like what were they all smoking? The same crew that made up half of these maxims. Nice guys finish last. Come on. So we look at this world and we think that like humble people are like very spiritual and like they're clergy and they're meek and the world runs all over them. You know, you know, those people, the world just runs all over them. Thank God they have us to protect them. Sweet, nice. You can't make it in life if you're humble. The greats aren't humble. Now, it's true that there are a lot of great people that were not humble. But one of the most important people in our history was Moses because God was showing us that the greatest of all time was only the greatest of all time because he was humble. Yeah, you can accomplish things in the wrong way. There's no question. There are a lot of people that are very wealthy because they steal money. They do. They steal money. They steal money maybe legally, not even non-legally. Let's forget the legal stuff. There are people out there that are living in beautiful, beautiful homes, have big bank accounts, and they steal money. Bernie Madoff was very wealthy for many years, and he stole money. It doesn't mean that the way one becomes wealthy is stealing money. There are a lot of people that are very wealthy. And they're just giving a lot of value. So in everything in life, there's ways to accomplish what we want to accomplish. But if we accomplish something in a way that is not done through our soul, we can't fully enjoy it. Because the depth of satisfaction takes place when we harmonize the body and the soul. And so when we think about greatness in our lives, when we think about accomplishing things, the path to accomplishment takes on different forms depending on what source we are driving from. If we drive outside in and assume that if I'm able to accomplish things in the material world that will somehow at some point make it feel good inside, then maybe we will, maybe we won't. Maybe it'll work, maybe it won't work. Maybe somehow we'll stumble upon something and we will accomplish on the outside, whether that's in finances or that's in academic or that's in relationships or that's in just communal success or that's in anything in life. When I, or just comfort and pleasure, when I strive to accomplish from the material perspective and I hope that the accomplishments come into my self 
and I feel fully satisfied in those accomplishments, maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I'm able to go from the inside out, when I'm able to understand that the true level of accomplishment really is an extension of my true self, it's an extension of who I am at my core. And if I can go inside out, then whether I accomplish very little in the material world or a lot in the material world, it'll have the same or a very similar feeling. I one time was speaking at a convention. I'll never forget this. If you've ever been to these before, they, we, back in the old days, pre-COVID, they used to have these conventions where you go away for a weekend or for a holiday and, and five, six, seven hundred people go to a hotel. Food. And there's like ten eight, 10 speakers and they give you a schedule and every speaker speaks three or four times. And every single hour, if you're not eating or praying, you have a choice of four or five classes. If you've never done this before. You should email us and we'll give you information if this ever starts up again, which I hope it does. It's unbelievable. I used to love it. I used to go for Rosh Hashanah. I used to go for Passover. I used to go for Shavuot for weekends. Um, people just run around holding schedules, going to this class, that class. And like classes become smorgasbords. I'll never forget. There was one speaker that was there that was incredible. The rabbi. And this speaker was, I knew him. I follow him. I love these guys. And there's some speakers that get up there and I'm sure they say things and they mean them. They don't mean them. You know, then there are some speakers that get up there and they are what they say. You know, those types like, you know, when they speak, it's really coming from the inside. So they scheduled him to speak right after lunch. Tough spot. Well, prayers ran late. So lunch started late. And listen, many Jews are not opting to hear another class and cut lunch. So when he got up to speak, I was there because I wanted to hear him. There was four people in the room. This, this, this rabbi, usually when he speaks, people line up out, outside. There's hundreds. That, you know, he goes to a city and like, you know, packed four people. Four people. Packed, big room. You know what four people look like in a big room? They set up like 300 chairs. Four people. And I watched him. Because to me... I don't care what comes out of his mouth. This is what it means just right now. This is the moment. I wanted to see if he'd be like, forget it. Because you can tell the stories all day. Four people, it's embarrassment for him. He got up. I watched him. It didn't bother him in the slightest. He got up. He looked around. If I were if I were watching it on camera, I wouldn't know how many people were in the room. He wished everybody a, a Shabbat Shalom, good Shabbos, and off he went. Not a care in the world that there were four people in the room listening to him. That's inside out. That's when you're so worked on on the inside that whether you achieve this much material success or that much material success, it feels pretty much the same. That's when you achieve true success. 
when you don't need the world to deliver for you anything in particular to feel a certain way. You don't need a certain amount of likes or money or appreciation or anything. It's exactly what Deb just says. Exactly right. When you don't, when you don't need, you like it. We all like it. We all want it. But wanting something and needing something are two totally different things. When we need the world to tell us how great we are, when we need the, 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 the people around us to deliver from us, when if we don't win this thing, we're blown out. When we walk into a room and somebody outdoes us, I've seen this more than once. Where somebody runs, throws, I told you the story with the flowers, whatever. I won't tell the story again. I don't remember what I told. Somebody puts together a gorgeous celebration, a bar mitzvah, a wedding, something, and then they're outdone by somebody else. And I'll, let's go even further. When you're taking care of people and they don't give you the level of appreciation that you think you deserve. This happens especially to people taking care of parents that are older or children that are younger. There's a, there's sort of like a quid pro quo. I do for you at least, at least give me the respect at least say thank you. If you give somebody a gift and they don't say thank you in the level of intention, oh my gosh, in the level of intention that you deliver it for. Andy, can we hear? Just let me know if you can hear me. When we live our lives, okay, good, thank you. When we live our lives, and we live outside in. We are always take over again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There's some construction taking place upstairs. So we're doing the best we can today. When we live our lives and we're always in need of something from the outside to make us feel like our actions are worth it, then we're living outside in. We're living material to, we're living, exactly. We're living material to spiritual. And that concept of outside in is dangerous. While it makes us feel comfortable because we're familiar with it. It's dangerous because it attaches us to a world that is finite. And that is also not fully spiritualized. But when you live inside out, when we work on ourselves on the inside, what happens is we start to figure out how to achieve true satisfaction in our actions before the actions go out into the world. We start to live in the world of what we're doing and not into the results that we are receiving. This begins the process of what we call Autotelic behaviors. 
autotelic behaviors are behaviors that are valuable within themselves. Not exotelic, which is valuable in something else. And the only way to really do this, to achieve success in this world, to do things, to stand up to things, to accomplish things, and at the same time, use our, to use our bodies and use our minds and use our gifts and use our resources to go out into the world. The only way to do that in a way that really works is to be able to fight for humility. Because if I think that who I am is my outside, if I rely on my identity by what I have, if I think it's mine, if I think the goal of life is to accumulate, then I'm living in an outside world. And I'm living in the world of which if I have, then I'm making it. And if I don't, then I'm losing. And so in that way of seeing the world, the humble is the meek. Because the only way I understand humility is people that don't have. And that way of seeing the world, the strong really is the arrogant. And we respect people or we look the, we look the other way when that football player catches a pass, hits into the end zone and like turns around and goes, I'm the greatest. We like sort of like, okay, we're okay with that because we allow people that act in their way to feel they're the greatest because the, that's where they're drawing it from. The arrogance of being the greatest. The self-assuredness that they're going to need to walk into a field and they're going to rely on that level of self-assuredness to overcome their pain and to overcome their, their nerves and we don't see another way. We see the humble being meek and the strong being arrogant. And we don't see that there's another person that could be on that field that feels that every single second of playing on that game is a gift. And the fact that his hands caught the ball is awesome. But there's something beyond him that made him where he is. And he could be even happier and even more satisfied by every single play. Because he knows that even though he is getting all the accolades, it comes from something beyond him. That's how we can live outside, but our core being on the inside. That's the beginning of humility. Humility is the path that allows us to be to achieve on the outside without ever losing what's on the inside. We don't have to give up the soul to accomplish in the body. We don't have to need the outside world. But at the same time, we can be tremendously accomplished in the outside world. That's the essence of true greatness. That's why God gave us Moses, or I believe, because he needed us to see it, to believe it. All right, we'll talk about it more. We'll talk about it more. I hope tomorrow will be quieter, but thanks for those who stuck with me on this one. We'll, we'll, we'll delve in. 
and we'll figure out exactly how we can bring this into our lives. Have an awesome day. With God's help, I can't wait to see you again tomorrow. Can't wait to see you again tomorrow.